0: Welcome back to another week of the Unapologetic
1: Hour. Like I said, we're going to play a Bible study that was taught a couple of months ago about God's promises. I hope you enjoyed the first half. Now take a listen to the Bible study. Hear us, and it doesn't mean he's ignoring us. No, it just means that there's something else working on our behalf. So, in that waiting time, don't make any rush decisions because at that point, you're moving in you and not in God, right? So an angel was dispatched because of Daniel's prayers. It it, simply for that reason, the angel was dispatched, right? This is another one of the many reminders in the book of Daniel that prayers matter. If we don't learn anything else from this series, we should come out of here knowing for a fact without a shadow of a doubt that when we pray, God hears us and we give it to him, we tell him, we share with him. Or we listen to him because sometimes he's responding to us clear as day. And we're just, we keep going and talking and talking and going and going. And we miss what he's saying, right? Prayer is a communication. And when you're in communication with somebody else, there's a speaker and there's a listener, right? And it works that way even with God. Sometimes we may be in prayer. We have shared our heart. We have poured out to him. Sometimes in the moment, all we need to do is just be still, just wait. Just listen, right? God will make it clear to us. Sometimes he may speak audibly. Sometimes he may show you a sign. Sometimes he may show something visually. Sometimes it may be a dream, a vision. Uh, Sometimes it may be a prophecy or a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. Somehow it's gonna come. Somehow it's going to come. And so at the end of chapter 10, verse 21, it says, however, I will tell you what is recorded in the book of truth. Now, this is still the angel talking to Daniel. And in parentheses, it says, no one has the courage to support me against those princes, which is the princes were the ones he was fighting. He came to fight on behalf of Daniel, but he was fighting these princes, right? These princes of the airways, these princes that were just anti-God. They were the anti-Christ at this point in time, essentially. And so he's saying the only other person that can fight against them that has the courage to fight against them with me is Michael and if we know anything about Michael and Gabriel then we know that they are like the ones if you're going into battle those are the ones you want The you want to call for them when you're going into battle and so then here we go into chapter 11 right and so the angel is still speaking and he's he's still speaking about um what is happening so he's talked about in in verse one in the first year of Darius the Mede, I stood up to strengthen and protect him now I will tell you the truth. And so he goes on to tell about what is to come. He goes on to tell about the kingdoms that are gonna be established and, and these kings and these different ones that are coming that are gonna rise up. They're gonna rise up against God, right? But in the end, guess what? God's gonna win. So that's what chapter 11 is all about. If you read that, you'll see that that's what it's all about. I'm gonna read Daniel chapter 11, verse 33 through 35 and it says those who have insight among the people will give understanding to many so basically the prophets of god right are gonna are the ones who essentially are going to have this understanding of what's going on and they're going to give insight to many so many people might be questioning why every time we get a king something happens there's a war they never last their kingdom's always torn down well, there's going to be people to speak on this behalf of God to share why these things are going on, right? This is why it's important that, you know, when people have like prophetic gifts and things like that, it's important that even the prophet themselves are not speaking from a place of of themselves, right? We have to be speaking on the behalf of God because there are people out there, there are lives at stake who we're speaking life into or we're speaking hope into or we're sharing what we're saying is from God. But what if it's not, right? What if a word is being shared from a prophet and it's not necessarily from God? Maybe it's just something they already knew. Maybe now, cause now, let me just pause here real quick because now what's happening is you see a lot of stuff online. You see a lot of stuff on social media and it seems to be making a mockery out of God and the prophetic gifts that he have given people, Right. So sometimes you'll see it on TV and people will say, oh, you know, I'll prophesy on it. I'll give you the word from the Lord, but it'll cost you $500, right? What do you, you think somebody's gonna receive it? I don't know. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Sometimes people, you know, pay into it. Sometimes they don't, right? But if God has given us the word to share and he has told us to share, provide understanding, provide insight, then we have to do that rightfully for him. Right, we can't then take what we want to do and implement that and incorporate that and then share that out because guess what, that came from you, not from God. Right, so we have to be very mindful of that. So verse thirty-three: those who um, those who have insight among people will give understanding to many. Yet they will fall by the sword and flame and be captured and plundered for a time. So although they're prophets of God, although they're sharing God's word, they're gonna fall by the sword, the hand of the king. Right. He's saying that these people are still going to die, right? So they're kind of like ma- they're kind of like martyrs almost, right? Where you see uh, a martyr who sacrifices their life for their religious beliefs. So verse thirty-four: when they fall, they will be helped by some, but many others will join them insincerely. So he's talking about you know they fall by the wayside, they get captured, they get taken over by the enemy, right? But when they fall. They're going to be helped, but you have to pay attention to who's helping you, right? Because some people are going to join this fight. Some people are going to come into Christianity. Some people are going to say that they are a prophet of God. Some people are going to say that they're even a child of God, but they're not sincere. They're truly not even committed to Christ like folks think they are. And we see that all the time. There are other belief systems out there that say they are Christian and they're not according to what a Christian is, right? There are people out there who who say they're Christian and it's only because they go to church on Sunday, a specific church on Sunday. You know, there's statistics out there and there's studies out there that show that 90% of people who say that they are Christian are not Christian because of a relationship with Christ. They say that they're Christian because of an affiliation with a church, and as any of us knows that that's quite different, right? Relationship with Christ is different from going to church. We can go to church all we want and still never walk away being saved, delivered, set free, uh, continuing to be discipled, continuing to learn and grow and, and do the best we can as a saved individual in right relationship with Christ. We can go to church for 35 years and not be saved, Right. And so this is, this is what we see. This is how we can explain it naturally right now, right now. But it even is spoken in the word that this is going to happen. And so this is like the book of Daniel is like a book of like what's to come, right? It's telling, it's foretelling us what is happening and what is coming. So now we can have a better understanding of why some of the things are happening right now. Why are we experiencing certain things that we're experiencing, right? It's nothing new. These are all things that were happening even then. So he tells them, some people are gonna join you, many at that. He says, many others are gonna join you insincerely. So that means you gotta be careful who you surround yourself with. You gotta be careful who you're sharing things with. You gotta be, because everybody doesn't have a good intent. Everybody's not your friend because they wanna be, right? Some people are only in your life just like some people are only saying that they're Christian to get certain responses, to get attention from others, to get money. Everybody's intent is not pure. Everybody's heart is not for Christ. It's just not that way. And it's a trigger of the enemy to make people uh, think that everyone is for them. Everyone is for God. Every, you know, there, there's nobody that's, you know, an antichrist. Well, we know that that's just not true. Right people are coming against God every day. We see it on TV. We see it probably in conversations with one another. I know I had a conversation uh, with a close friend and he was sharing to me that he met this guy that says he's a healer. He has this gift of healing. And he said he's skeptical of it because he's skeptical of people that say they come from church and they can heal people or or deliver people or do this or do that. And so after asking some follow-up questions, um, you know, like I asked them, well, is he a healer because he does like sage and, you know, all these other things? Because, you know, there's people out there that do that stuff and they say that they're Christian and they say they're healers. Is it is it a person who is, uh has a, the, the gift of healing? You know, and that's different. That's, that's completely different, right? So there are, you, you don't have to necessarily be a skeptic. You don't necessarily have to not believe them. But when you find out more information, it'll be revealed, right? Because here, even in the Bible, verse 33, it starts out saying that some people are going to give insight. They're going to give understanding. So they're sharing information. Now you have more information to determine who is sincere, what is sincere, Right? Who should even be around me? Who should I surround myself with, right? Who's for me? Who's against me? And that really should be our prayer. God, reveal the things to me that are not for me and get them out of my life, right? Because at that point, they become obstacles. They become stumbling blocks. They become uh, for full use by the enemy to, you know, the Bible talks about how all you need to do is have a small little open door and the enemy is gonna come in and they're gonna come in seven times 70 or whatever the stuff is, or, you know, they're going to keep coming. The enemy is nonstop. He has a job to do. And that job is 24 seven. He doesn't have, you know, set hours where he's going to mess with people. He doesn't have set days. He doesn't even pick his people. Nobody's exempt from this thing. So we have to be on guard at all times. We have to know who's coming to us sincerely, who's sincerely in my life. Am I even sincere in my relationship with Christ? God reveal that because there may be some areas that I have not known that I was insincere in. Are there some areas where I'm lacking in love or lacking in patience or lacking in this and that? There may be some time to reflect on areas of our own personal life where we could just step it up a little bit, right? And so then he says in verse 35, Some of those who have insight will fall so that they may be refined, purified and cleansed until the time of the end for it will still come at the appointed time. So basically he's telling them that I got some promises that are coming at the appointed time. And just because you fail, just because you got captured, just because you plundered, which means that you just kind of like messed up, right? Just because you did these things does not mean that The promises that I'm I'm telling you are are, now you're exempt from these things, right? I'm telling you that, you know, some will have the insight to be in a position to get refined, to come in and be purified, to come in and be cleansed in the meantime, right? While we're waiting on the promises to come forth, while we're waiting on the appointed time to make itself known. They're coming in. They're working on themselves, right? They're, they're getting better. They're praying. They're seeking after God. Their, their whole life has been submitted unto God, or at least they're attempting, right? They're, they're making the effort to turn their life over to God in every area until the appointed time. Like That means they're nonstop because we don't know when the appointed time is. And that's one of the questions that Daniel asks, when is the appointed time? And that's something that we do, right? We we do that. We question God regarding when is this going to happen for me? God, the prophet spoke to me 10 years ago and told me this this and this and none of this has happened to me, right? What if God wants you to come to him in the meantime to be cleansed, to be refined, to be purified, right? How much more will we be ready to receive the promises? and handle those promises appropriately, we'll be so much better equipped for it, right? But our challenge sometimes is that we're just not patient enough, right? We're just not, we're just not patient enough. And that is one of the fruit of the spirit is patience. But it's very difficult to do because a lot of times we like to control our situation or we like things to happen on our times table. And if anybody knows anything about God, like half the stuff that happens is not on our timetables, it's really on his, right? And his timetable is the best timetable, right? Because what if he uh, manifested his promises in your life prematurely? What would you do? How would you handle those promises? Would you be grateful? Would you mess them up? Would you mishandle? Would you not care? There are some things that he knows about us that we will do in the event that things come prematurely. And he knows that about us. And he cares for us enough to say, hey, guess what? I know I have these promises. I know because I sent the prophets to say that this was gonna happen and that was gonna happen and this was gonna come your way and this door was gonna open and this opportunity was gonna come. I know, I know they came because I sent them five years ago. I sent them 10 years ago. I sent them 30 years ago, right? But you're not ready. So in the meantime, let me help you. Let me help to refine you. Let me help to to cleanse you. Let me help to clean you up, right? So that when the appointed time comes and the promise is here, guess what? You're ready to go. It's the worst thing in the world to have something come your way, an opportunity come your way, and you're not ready. You have to get ready, right? In the streets, they say, stay ready. So you ain't gotta get ready. It's the same. It's the same, right? Right. We have to allow God to continuously work on us until the appointed time. And even at the appointed time, when the promises are here, we should still be in a place of humility to where we're still in that place of learning, in that place of growing, in that place of knowing God, learning to know God at another level, learning to trust God, learning to have another level of faith in our lives. We should never stop desiring to grow in God. And so I'm gonna jump down to verse 36. And it says, then the king will do whatever he wants. He will exalt and magnify himself above every God, little g, and he will say outrageous things against the God of gods, the big G, our God, right? He's gonna talk all this trash against our gods. What he's saying? He will be successful until the time of wrath comes. Until the time of wrath is completed. Because what has been decreed will be accomplished. And what was decreed? That God is in control. That God is going to win this battle. That God has got our back. That was the decree, right? The decree was that your God, meaning Daniel's God, was going to be the one that was, that was praised. That He was going to be the one at the end who would still stand against all others, right? That was the decree. Way back in the beginning. Now we see here towards the end of the book where the angel is saying, yes, these people are gonna stand up against him. Yeah, they're gonna act a fool and guess what? They're gonna do it the whole time. They're gonna be them, right? So don't worry about it. Let them do them. That's their whole job in life right now is to cut up and act a fool and go against God and go against the grain and try to turn people away from God and talk all this mess and do all this stuff that God doesn't want them. Let them be, right? Right? because God has something planned for them. (laughs) They're not going to be successful in this forever, right? But they are going to be successful for a time, right? For a time. And that time is going to be very short because at the appointed time, the decree will stand above all and above anything that these people are talking about, above anything these people are doing. I know sometimes we get irritated because certain things are going on and people are behaving a certain way or they're talking a certain way and we just want to come at them. We want to respond so quickly. We want to, you know, do things that we otherwise may not do, but it's out of pure frustration or, or fear or annoyance or something else that's causing us to want to rise up against these people and against what they're saying or against the things that they're presenting. But here we see, guess what? The decree is the decree. Let it be let these people do what they are gonna do. You still stay humble. You still stay prayerful. You still come to be refined. You still come to be purified and cleansed, right? This is what we're being taught here in this lesson. So then we go to verse 12. I'm sorry, chapter 12. We go to chapter 12. And in chapter 12, um, we'll go to verse three. And it says, those who those who have insight, let me go to one. Let me just read one through three. At that time, Michael, the great prince, who stands who stands watch over your people will rise up. So he's talking about Michael, the angel that said that he said was the only one courageous enough to help him, right? Back in chapter ten, the angel at that time speaking to Daniel says, Listen, Michael's the only one courageous enough to help me fight this battle, right? So this is Michael now who's gonna stand watch over all the people who's going to try to rise up. There will be a time of distress, such as uh, such as never has occurred since nations came into beginning until that time, into, into being until that time. Uh, but at that time, all your people who are found written in the book will escape, right? So he's basically saying there's going to be wars, there's going to be all kinds of things going on. And Michael is standing watch, right? So Michael is protecting us. Michael is going to be there to say, Uh uh-uh, these ones, no, if you're written in the book, you're going to be able to be, you know, there's going to be a way of escape made for you, Um, but at the time, all your, uh, no, okay, so verse two, many who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to eternal life, so he's talking about the dead at this point, right, some to eternal life, and some to disgrace, where some people are going to go to hell, some people are going to go to heaven. At this point where it's still Old Testament, so that's why they're talking like this. Um, and internal contempt. Verse three, those who have insight will shine like the bright expanse of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. So basically those who are leading people into righteousness, those who are saved, and living before God and not sacrificing their relationship with Christ are going to shine like never before. They're going to shine bright like stars. If anybody goes outside at night, you can literally see the stars. You can see the difference between the stars. You can see some satellites up there. You could tell if it's lights from an airplane or helicopter or something just like, you know, uh, uh, something with an additional light to it to be shined. But something natural such as the star's if you're shining that bright, that means you're making an impact on the world, right? You're making a great impact. You're standing out. You're one of the ones standing out. So, so like you said, those will have those who will have insight will shine. So it's not good enough that we just know about God, that we know who He is, that we hear who He is, that we are introduced to Him, right? That's not good enough. It's not good enough just to have knowledge. It's not good enough. You're going to shine a little bit, right? Because you're going to have some knowledge to share that others may not have, but those who are leading others into righteousness. So that means there's a purpose for our lives. There's a purpose for our relationship with Christ. There's a purpose for the things that we go through, right? There's a purpose for the times that, that we fell. There's a purpose for the times that we recovered. There's a purpose for... Um, the times we got sick or the times that we said, you know what, I'm gonna give up on God. There's purpose behind all this because once you bounce back and once you realize that the promises of God are yes and amen, once you realize that everything that God has decreed and has already spoken, he's not going back on that. It will happen. It's just a matter of it happening in his appointed time. And so I'll read this last verse, uh, twelve uh, chapter 12, verse 13. It's the very last verse of the, the whole book of Daniel. It says, but as for you, and this is the angel talking to Daniel still, but as for you, go on your way to the end, right? So basically tell don't stop. Don't stop being you. Don't stop doing what you're doing. Don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. Don't stop standing on the word of God, right? Don't stop, go to the end. You will rest and then you will stand to receive your allotted inheritance at the end of the days. So he gave him hope. He didn't just leave Daniel in a mournful state. He didn't just leave Daniel from the beginning being captured and taken into Babylon as a slave and putting into all these various circumstances and positions and having to fight for his life against people and animals and beastly things and have to fight for his mind against some of the things that he's dreaming or having visions about that. He doesn't understand. Guess what? You can go your way and continue to believe God. Continue to tell the world about him. Continue to let others see you standing for righteousness. Continue to let others see you standing up for what you believe, which is what you which, what you believe is the right thing to believe, right? Continue to go that way. God's gonna give you some rest, right? You're not gonna be sitting up here, not eating for 21 days. You're not gonna sit up here and not be sleeping. You're gonna get your rest, Daniel. You're gonna be fine, Daniel. You're gonna reap your inheritance. Keep going. And don't give up. And so I'm going to close here um, because I just believe that's where God wants us to end at with this whole entire series. Keep going and don't give up. Keep praying, even though you you don't necessarily get an immediate response. Keep being humble. Keep humbling yourselves, right? Keep humbling all of us, ourselves. The lower we go into humility, the difference it makes in our lives and in the lives of others. So keep going. Don't give up because there is an inheritance. There are promises on the other side. We can't see them right now, some of them, but some of us have testimonies of receiving the promises of God. And so we surely know that we can hold on to our faith and grow from there, continue to be refined, recharged, refueled, continue to be polished and shapen and cleansed from the inside out so that we can please God on another level and we can have the endurance to keep going. So I am done. That is the end of the lesson for tonight.
0: We thank you guys for joining us on this week. We thank you for uh, the word that was shared through Bible study a couple of months ago, but still very relevant. We thank God for his promises that he has made to each and every one of us. We thank God for just being God. Like, have you ever just sat and reflected and just said, you know what? I actually just thank you for who you are. Not about the things you've done, not about the things I want that you've either given me or said no or the times you've made me wait, but I just appreciate the fact that you are God and I'm not, okay? I appreciate the fact that you are God and some of my family members or friends are not God appreciate the fact that you are the living God. We can have on time, right now, relationship ongoing with our God.
1: Hold on to his promises. Hold on to the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. And hopefully you will join us next week and we hope to see you at the revival. Be blessed, everybody.